Well, hey, everybody, welcome to the Pondo Podcast, specifically the creative stream, sitting here with the Wonder Women of the <laughs> podcast world. And uh, and so oh, I'm really excited about today's conversation. And uh, I'm actually going to turn it over to Michaela to introduce the theme for today's conversation. And then we're just going to dive right in. Okay, cool. So today we're going to be talking about how to find your story and how to convey it through different creative mediums with the purpose of being, um, how do we connect with God through our story? How do we find God's work in our story? Mm -hmm. Um, What are that thread of like a theme that he's specifically written into our story that's been entrusted to us to help us communicate Mm -hmm. and convey God's character to the world around us? So to kick us off, I wanted to read a quote from a book called To Be Told by Dan Allender, a um, really good book that really goes into to all of this in a lot of detail. But in the introduction, he says, <clears throat> your story has power in your own life, and it has power and meaning to bring to others. I want your story to stir me, to draw me to tears, compel me to ask hard questions. I want to enter your heartache and join you in the hope of redemption. But your story can't do these things if you can't tell it. You can't tell your story until you know it. And you can't truly know it without owning your part in writing it. And you won't write a really glorious story until you've wrestled with the author who has already written long chapters in your life, many of them sometimes not to your liking. Mm. Wow. (laughs) I know, right? Wow. You could read that seven more times. Yes. Learn something new in it all. As you were reading that, Michaela, the the only thing that was in my mind was just thinking about like literally the Bible, mm-hmm. and I think about the Bible being a collection of stories yeah. of God's very specific work in the lives of so many people, mm-hmm. and in telling those stories, I mean, it has survived the test of time mm-hmm. um, to be, I think, still the very tool that God uses to speak to us. And so not that my story is like on the caliber of like, you know, the Bible, um, <laughs> but I loved what he said is that like your I, your story, my story, our story has the ability to to not just tell, but I think really put on display these individual parts of God's character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I, I was thinking about that and thinking about like, okay, with Moses, he did this, and that's what I draw from that story. And with Abraham, mm-hmm. he did this, and that's what I draw from that story. And so, um, so, so cool. I love that and excited about this conversation. So yeah. my first question in that is how, how have you three seen or, or actually have done that in your own life with your own story? Um, and how has it impacted your creative process? Or let's go bigger, how has it impacted your day-to-day life? as you walk with Jesus? Well, I think it, in terms of how has the story impacted even my, my current day to day one, when we have taken the time to see God's hand in our lives, the themes that, that one we'll be talking about that later on when we have taken the time to process those things then it gives us those promises that we hold on to. Like, you know, so often the Bible is talking about, um, like, I just think of, okay, the Israelites, how Moses is saying, remember that God did this, remember God did this, remember all of these things. And you, you see that, I mean, just repeated throughout the Bible of just God calling his people or to remember, remember who God is. Mm -hmm. And a big part of remembering is knowing what did he do in the first place? Mm -hmm. And we see the, the the big things, but I think there's oftentimes themes and different things that are underlining circumstances that in the moment we have, we just don't even have the awareness or the ability to fully realize everything that's happening. We, we see the, the main thing that's happening right in front mm-hmm. of our face, but often the little workings of God that we just are so unaware of, we don't even realize until taking the time to look back and taking the time to process a, a, a season of our life again, where we can see it from a different angle, a different mental space where it's like, wow, here I thought God was only doing these things. But actually I, you know, just recently talked to someone who 
God was also doing this hmm. through that season that I had no idea or whatever, you know, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's, it's a huge part of our walk as believers is taking time to remember what are the things that God has done mm-hmm. in my life? Where have I seen him move? What were these pivotal moments that we think we know so well, but okay, how well do we really know it? Cause we were in the moment and we were full of mm-hmm. the, maybe the hurt or the heartache or the emotion, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's so important. And I think it heavily does impact our today because when we then face a new circumstance, we are grounded upon the, okay, well, I walked through this and Mm -hmm. this is how God provided for me. He never, he never failed me. He never left me. This is how God comforted me. This is how God, you know, all sustained me, whatever it might be. And you're able to proclaim those truths in your current circumstance because you've taken the time to look back. Mm. Um, and so Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's a vital part Mm -hmm. of, of our walk. Yeah. Yeah. Alicia, I love that. And I, I'm thinking about a season in my life um, over the, the past three years, actually, in being in California, where knowing, I would say I'm, I'm me and Kimberly, are, we, we'll talk about this, I'm mm-hmm. sure at some point, but yeah. we're kind of in the spectrum where we've not, never actually sat down and like wrote out yeah. our story. But I think there's an awareness of our story yeah. in the sense of like how God has worked and, mm-hmm. and those specific seasons where he was teaching us this or teaching mm-hmm. us that. And so, mm-hmm. and for me, moving out here to California, it was one of those things of, um, I remember sitting in Alicia's mom and dad's guest bedroom a couple of nights before you we were moving out, just weeping on the floor because I was so like scared of leaving my family. Um, and what's really weird about that is if you know a little bit about my stories, I've moved almost two or three years every, like every two or three years of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, coming coming up on May, this will, other than my high school years, this will be the longest time I've ever lived anywhere in my life, and I've moved a lot. And so with that, there there is this just wonderful reminder in seasons of loneliness and seasons of, of new and seasons of change mm-hmm. where I can think back to God's provision of not only people and friendships, but but deep community. Mm-hmm. And deep roots, and is and for being someone who change comes very easily to, and um, stepping into new si- situations can be very, um, it doesn't really rattle me. Um, is I, I I can go pretty hard in, in things for a while, and then all of a sudden I look up and realize that hey, I'm lonely, mm-hmm. or hey, I'm I don't actually have these deep friendships that I long for, um, and and to be able to look back and see that you know throughout first 20 years of my life and all these different schools and all these different situations, God always put these beautiful, wonderful people in my life um, to, mm-hmm. to speak, I think, His His like love and grace into my life like through those people. Mm-hmm. And so um, so I loved what you said because I, I that's so true for me, being able to look back and, and, and see God's faithfulness and His provision in the form of community and friendships. Now being out here in California... Um, and Alicia and I, you know, spending a good chunk of time last year praying for community and praying for friendships, and and now to see that God has yeah. provided that, um, yeah, it 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 impacts my day to day in knowing that, um, yeah, God God is is providing for me in ways that I typically don't even understand, mm-hmm. and I need to ask for an awareness of that, um, yeah, just to see that that He's good and He's present, so yeah. What about what about you, like Michaela, Kimberly, like thoughts there in terms of how wrestling with your own story has impacted mm-hmm. the day to day life or your creative rhythms? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, just to piggyback kind of off you, you mentioned it a minute ago. I don't think I have ever like sat down to write out, for lack of a better term, your whole story or my entire story but Mm -hmm. there are definitely it's just as overwhelming but there are definitely moments that I sit back and I'm like holy crap like it's taken care of like there's literally no um I'm reminded of the verse of like the don't be anxious for anything Mm -hmm. but in everything be in prayer and Mm -hmm. thanksgiving and Mm -hmm. um like just thinking through even just this past season of 2020 Mm -hmm. um just 
there was a lot of times when we were like, well, I say we because as a staff, I think we were all in the same. Mm-hmm. But me specifically, like, what does the future even look like? Like, yeah. Yeah. kind of, did I make the right decision? Like, <laughs> blah, blah, moving out here, like all the things swirling around. But then looking back and being like, in every situation in my life, I've always been taken care of. Mm-hmm. Like, money, uh, people, <laughs> housing, yeah. like, yeah. What in the world? literally everything. So I think <laughs> specifically for me, those moments mm-hmm. of little bitty chunks of my story, I think, um, are kind of what I cling to. It's not like the whole, mm-hmm. which probably I could sit down and do that. It's just going <laughs> to, today might help in that. I'm yeah. interested to see yeah. how today goes in these conversations. For so. sure. Yeah. so yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for me, if you want to go with like the most recent thing, just last month, I'd say I was reading through the book of Hebrews and um, I just had this like continual question I was bringing before the Lord of like, why do your people have to suffer? Mm. And why, why is it that it's like, you know, you hear the stories of, you know, say somebody gets diagnosed with cancer and Mm. they, uh, you know, have this heroic faith and say, if just one person comes to Christ from this, it'll be worth it. And I just found myself asking, why would anybody come to Christ because someone has cancer? Like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the mm-hmm. point of this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was struggling with seeing it as this like empty loop of suffering, mm-hmm. with God standing outside of it, just watching mm-hmm. and going, "I know that you can, like God. I know you can, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you can change people's realities. I know you can, you can heal. You can, you mm-hmm. know, you you could give your children abundant blessings, mm-hmm. and you do. But sometimes you choose to let the suffering happen, and mm-hmm. why? And I just yeah. kept asking mm-hmm. that. And um, <clears throat> as I came to the end of the book of Hebrews, while I was reading it. Um, there's this verse in Hebrews 13, starting in verse 12, it says, therefore Jesus also suffered outside the gate so that he might sanctify the people by his own blood. Mm. Let us then go to him outside the camp, bearing his disgrace for we do not have an enduring city here. Instead, we seek the one to come. Mm. Um, and it was just such a reminder to me that, um, it's not God watching this suffering, this cycle of suffering from the outside, but it's us going to Him, mm-hmm. and that like Jesus has suffered for our sake, and that right now in this age, it's gonna be a mixed bag of good and bad, of mm-hmm. blessings and suffering. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, the blessings come through the suffering, but like the suffering's just gonna be part of the picture here. Yeah. But that um, that last part for we we do not have an enduring city here. Instead, we seek the one to come. Mm-hmm. And knowing that, like, there is a glorious ending to mm-hmm. all of our stories mm-hmm. that far exceeds what we could ask mm-hmm. or imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so for myself, this was just a really good reminder because I feel like this is a, a, some of the the theme of what I'm continually wrestling with. And it's mm-hmm. often what we wrestle with mm-hmm. is kind of like that that piece of the story. Because, you know, you, t- you look at a... A novel or a movie, it's it's you have your your protagonist who's mm-hmm. like asking mm-hmm. a core question, yeah. and their journey is their 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 struggle and their you know that story arc of them coming through the other side. So mm-hmm. it's like that. Oftentimes, the thing we struggle with the most is kind of the substance of our story. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. to just like so for me, the value of taking the time to write it out to pray through those kind of questions. Um, kind of helps take what can feel like a kind of a chaotic, <laughs> just mix match of mm-hmm. of all these different you know anecdotes of life, and and like simplify it into and finding that like oh there's something consistent happening mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. and every season I'm I'm asking the same question in a new mm-hmm. l- like a new layer of it, mm-hmm. um and so and sometimes that like coming down to a simplified version can like God can give us a symbol that helps us like just mm-hmm. really quickly like anchor into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, uh, you know, Joanna Gaines of Fixer Upper yeah. saying <laughs> that the uh, magnolia for her, like the flower was, uh-huh. was a symbol from God in a time of prayer where it was like, God is giving her this picture of 
the flower starts as a really tight bud and then it blossoms into this huge, like big Mm -hmm. flower. And it was like God promising her, like, this is what I'm going to do with your life. Mm -hmm. And I heard her say that and I was just like, God, I want something like that. That's super cool. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and I felt like God was like, Michaela, I already, I've already given you something like that. Mm -hmm. And I thought, and instantly I realized this idea, like these pictures of lavender and wheat were something like for 10 years, I've been doodling them like on the Mm -hmm. like edges of my prayer journal. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so for me, wheat, wheat's a kind of an obvious thing as far as like, there's a ton of wheat references in scripture. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's, you know, for me, the, the story of Ruth, I was reading through it at a really significant time when, um, uh, when I entered into a huge season of suffering and God kind of like set it up for me mm. with that story. But the book of Ruth opens with basically, like it says, there was a famine in Bethlehem, which means like the name for Bethlehem is house of bread. Mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> so there's yeah. a famine in the house of bread and kind of that, like that idea of God going, the, the area where I intend to bless you, the area where I intend to give you abundance, like mm. there's there's going to be famine and it's going to feel like we're going in the opposite direction Mm -hmm. and stay with me on it. Mm -hmm. Um, so wheat is kind of that idea of like, you know, there, the abundance, the feast that is coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But right now, like, and, and like when you just read through the, the, like the, uh, what's it called? The first five books in the Bible with like the the patriarchs and stuff, the Torah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how often there's a famine in the promised land. Mm. And we're just like, God, this is the promised land. This is <laughs> yeah. like your place yeah. of abundance for people. Yeah. But there's a picture that I take out of that of like, we're like, this is not the enduring city. Like mm. I'm looking for the country to come mm. as in heaven mm. and the new earth. And um, that like, I can, I can be sustained with manna mm. in the, in the times of famine and knowing mm. that God will mm. always provide. And that it's not always going to be this like, scraping by but that yeah. there is an abundant feast coming mm. yeah um so that picture of of wheat is really significant in my own life and um Kimberly <laughs> uh for Christmas this year made me you know she you know she's talked a lot about all of her wood burning and she uses it to bless others with wonderful yep. gifts and she made me this set of beautiful coasters that has um wheat with important verses inscribed on it and and lavender and the lavender to me <clears throat> like scripture doesn't talk about lavender as much specifically <laughs> but uh in my own life how that came about is um I had I had this kind of bizarre dream. It was super simple. It was just I just dreamt that like my skin was being sliced open and I was bleeding lavender. Hmm. And that was it. And I woke up and instantly upon waking up I heard suffer well. Oh. Um and uh and then the next day I had uh, had jury duty of all things. <laughs> and and uh during the lunch break I went and sat in my car and just opened up my Bible to First Peter, and like First Peter is all about suffering well, and it just mm-hmm. like exploded for me in a way where you know you just can't explain. It. It's just the Holy Spirit going mm-hmm. like, "This is for you. I am writing this on your heart. You're gonna need it in your life." Yeah. And um, and so particularly lavender is just for me this idea of like we are the aroma of Christ. We're mm-hmm. joining Him in His suffering, mm-hmm. and there's a sense of like just friendship and camaraderie that can mm-hmm. happen in those times because the more we identify with Christ's own story mm-hmm. through our story, um, the just the closer we are to him. Mm. That's awesome. Mm. Well, that's the end of the podcast, folks. Yeah, there uh, you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, wow. And Michaela, like as you as you were talking and and you know, kind of taking it back to this whole concept of story and our story. For someone who has suffered in the way that you have, to now have this perspective, like I think that that should be the motivation behind like the fruit of this conversation, hopefully, mm. or, or or what we're trying to get at is that not that we would come out of suffering and look at me and look what you know, look mm-hmm. what we've like made it through or that whole thing, because I honestly believe that taking the time to do what we're talking about doing. Mm-hmm. Is going to allow you to look back over those seasons where probably in your own perspective, that's that's kind of your mindset. I know it was for me. Um, 
you know, I would even tell my story and I would sadly a lot of times make myself the hero in my, mm-hmm. in my story of like, well, I, you know, I made it through this and like, you know, after five colleges, like I, I did it, I graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, that's a true fact. Um, uh, but, uh, <laughs> um, but, it, but it's one of those things of like taking the time to sit down with this. I, I'm not going to say you're going to come out as wise as Michaela over here, <laughs> but, but I genuinely believe that there is this newfound perspective of God mm-hmm. and his character mm-hmm. And allowing yourself to look at very intentionally these seasons of life that were either hard or were very beautiful. And honestly, for me, it's more in like in the beautiful moments of life that I rejected like God. Because mm-hmm. it was kind of like things were just great. They're going well. And and to reject and not be able to see like what God was up to. And so mm-hmm. what I'm trying to get at is that listening to you talk and knowing enough about your story to know that you've you've had to genuinely enter this place of submission and dependency upon God and his spirit. Um, and even the way you just talk about scripture, it's not it's not like a well I had a bad day so I guess I'll open my Bible. Like it mm-hmm. is it is a it is a like um it, it, it in my mind the the mental image is like a it's like a crutch, but not in a crutch mm-hmm. in the sense of like I fall on this when things suck. It's mm-hmm. like a I need this to be able to walk yep. and to move. And as I'm healing, this is the thing that is going to allow mm-hmm. me to, to mm-hmm. move forward. Um, and uh, yeah, and so thanks for sharing that. Seriously, mm-hmm. it, it's so cool. Um, yeah, like so many thoughts are going through my mind of like even my own story and like, wow, I, I, I missed it. Like I missed the mark mm-hmm. of in those moments of suffering, like stepping in and just being like, okay, God, like what do you what do you have for me? Um, and I think that's, I think that's a part of the fruit moving forward is in developing this discipline, um, being able to, to ask that question of like, Hey, today was a bad day. Like Alicia and I, just to be flat out, we had a rough, like last few days. Um, and I'm, we've said this out loud a a few times, like, okay, like God, what are you, what are you, (laughs) what are you teaching us? Like, what do you have for us in this? Because this, this sucks, honestly. So anyways, yeah. Yeah. I think for just in talking about like looking back and then currently how that is impacting my today for being someone who I can be an anxious person, not can be often am an anxious person. And so I think one of the biggest things in terms of throughout my day is it get just looking back upon how God has been there for me, how he's carried mm-hmm. me through circumstances how, um, I mean, like Kimberly and, um, Cody, you were talking about just physically, I just think about provision a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, especially at, yeah. And this season after this last year of craziness, um, but it's a huge, huge source of peace. Mm-hmm. And when I find my heart starting to cling to the circumstances of what's happening around me and feeling shaken and overwhelmed, being able to hold on to the anchor that is, okay, what's been this, um, what's been the steadfastness through my story and it's been God mm-hmm. and I can hold on to that and I can find peace in that. And I can find yeah. peace in the fact that in the times when we were a thousand dollars short a month from what we needed to make to survive and somehow God just totally provided and, yep. you know, like walking <laughs> through bananas. seasons like yeah. that mm-hmm. then gives me to where I can reflect upon that and I can have peace that, okay, mm-hmm. God, you're, and I think lately I've just keep coming back to the fact that, okay, God, you're still good. Like mm-hmm. Cody briefly mentioned it, but we, we've lost like two puppies in the last six mm-hmm. months essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's like, can we not just have a dog? Like, like a normal <laughs> fan person, you know, like what's wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, and as as silly as that sounds, or not silly, but it's like, okay, it is just a puppy, it's just a dog, but still asking those questions of kind of like Michaela mentioned of, okay, why? Mm-hmm. And even though I still find my heart asking the question why, I still am very much grounded and rooted in the why, but oh God, I know you're still good. Like, mm-hmm. I know you are still working and you have, you have more going on right now that I just can't even see. Mm-hmm. And I can rest in that even though it hurts, even though it sucks and I don't love it. Mm-hmm. I still have that, that underlining piece, even though it, it, it still hurts. I'm like, oh, but God, you're still good because I, I've just seen your goodness in my life and I can't deny that goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can, I can stand firm in that. 
Yeah, so good. So let's let's move to this next question before we dive into the practical aspects of this. And Michaela's got this amazing PDF, like, and is going to walk us through this of of how we can actually do this. But, and this may be a really personal question, but but hopefully, um, uh, yeah, I, I think I think something special will come from this question. What was a moment in your life, or maybe in a, an event? that kind of drove you into this need or an awareness of, of your story? Mm-hmm. Like, was there, did something happen that almost kind of forced you into, I, I need to, I need to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Or, or as I'm thinking about my own story and kind of like how I would answer this question, it's like, it kind of, some, there was an event that forced me into a new perspective. I've been operating thinking things were over here and then this thing happened and I'm like, Oh God, I see what you've been doing, mm-hmm. and I was totally wrong. So maybe I should re- I should look at all of it and try to figure out some of that stuff. So, anyways, for you guys, what what was that, um, and what did it look like? Tell me about that. Mm, well, I think you know sometimes we have those like moments that create a before and after, like you mark your life of like mm. before that happened and mm. since. And for me, up to this point in my life, I'd say probably the biggest one would be um, when my my boyfriend, and we were moving towards marriage, died suddenly in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, like, my whole adult life before meeting him, the, like, the themes that God was, like, writing on my heart, the, like, things that I was continually praying towards um, were kind of this twofold idea of like how I was going to to raise my family, what marriage and parenting would look like, and God giving me a very specific picture with specific value set of like uniquely for you what this mm-hmm. is going to look like. Um, and then the other uh, piece of that was this idea of, of storytelling. And mm-hmm. for me, this like learning how to value um, storytelling as an effective way of of sharing the gospel and like doing things for the kingdom. Cause I'd say I was pretty like in the headspace and like really logical before kind of, before God got a hold of my heart, like through story and, um, could be kind of legalistic. And mm-hmm. so this idea of, you know, like there is value in like taking the time to like enter into a story, uh, you know, and like you were talking about the Bible before being this collection of stories. And then oftentimes, like when you're in the middle of a story, you're like, what, what is the value? And it's not until you like see the whole thing come together. And so for me, I like struggled with that for a long time. And, um, God is always like, this is important for you. Like just stay with it, wrestle through it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when I like met and ultimately fell in love with, um, Ethan, who was my boyfriend who passed away, like he was all about storytelling. He was a filmmaker. He was a film teacher. Um, and he, like, I'd never met anybody who was like more passionate about that kind of thing. And so when he died, it felt like what in the world, God, like, yeah. the, like you had been leading me in this direction. Like he and I had had so many conversations about how we would raise our family. And he was like lined up with like the vision God had given me, the value set God mm-hmm. had given me, this like picture of like you uniquely for you and like mm-hmm. not for everybody, but for you, this is what your family is going to look like. Mm-hmm. And like he would bring it up without me like talking about mm-hmm. that picture. And so it's that kind of thing where it's like, you know, you go, you, you come to a crossroads in a moment like that where you're like, okay, is God just really cruel? Because he's obviously being specific, mm-hmm. or is there a bigger story? And if I like stick with it, and if I take the time to be a student of my own story, if I mm-hmm. wrestle through the things that don't make sense to me, if I like, you know, timeline out, like, well, okay, God said this, and then this happened, and, mm-hmm. and notice the threads that, that's going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that practice uh, has, has saved my faith and probably my life, wow. mm-hmm. honestly, because it's given me so much hope and mm-hmm. ultimately brought me to this place of actually like a lot of affection for my own life story. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like when I look back, I like flip through those journal pages when I've like wrestled through that thing and just feeling like, 
just so grateful mm-hmm. for like what God has done in my life and is continuing to do. And if and and it takes a discipline and practice to like to experience it that way because wow. on the surface it's just like, well, I don't I don't I don't want to deal with it. I don't you know? Yeah. 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 So Yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I th- I think a huge when I finally came to the realization that like, oh, this is well, first it was this is my story and I'm no I'm I'm not ashamed anymore. Mm. Like that was a huge, huge moment because I went the first twenty something years of my life having just a, a struggle that I never wrote about, I never talked about, and I was a big journaler and I think I mentioned that before, but and so when I finally got to the point where I kind of had this moment where I sat down and you know wrote out my entire story and included everything, including the struggle, like mm-hmm. it was that realization that, oh, this, which for anyone who's listening, that's come to the winter one day. <laughs> we talk about, we talk about how our scars are actually these things instead of, you know, we tend to look at them as the shame and guilt from mm-hmm. our scars. And that's, um, that's a lie from the enemy because it's really, it's supposed to be something up. Our story is that mm-hmm. which points to who God is and how great mm-hmm. he is and the fact that he came in and he healed mm-hmm. and he rescued and how he's going to continue to do that. And so I often think to that moment in college when it was like, I'm no longer held by the guilt and shame of this and mm-hmm. the opportunities that came. Even I just think of that first semester after that, because it was during summer that I kind of had all this realization and, and I got to meet like one-on-one with so many different girls and like talk through my story specifically. And so many of them saying, I'm dealing with the same thing, like the same struggles and, and just how it's like, Oh, and then it's, Oh, it's not even a, about this is my story and I'm no longer ashamed it's oh it's not just my story like Mm. oh this is actually a much like what Michaela was saying a much bigger story that's at play here that God is you know writing in not just my life but others as well yeah and I I think back to that moment many times Hmm. where it was it was kind of like, uh, okay, my, my walk and my faith and mm. my view of God up until that moment and how mm-hmm. it shifted after that and knowing that oh, it's so much, it's so much greater than, than just me. And we still need like even, even the suffering and the hurt and the hard mm-hmm. times, like when you're able to look back on it, it's like, oh, I still needed that season to grow. Yeah, mm-hmm. I still, mm-hmm. I still needed that because had I had, I not had that thing pulled from my life or had I not had to walk through that loss or whatever it may have been as hard as it was, it forced me to depend on the only thing that was there, which was God. Like, um, it forced me to cling to him because I felt like I had nothing else I could hold on to. And I, yeah, I think Mm. there's been, there's been many moments like that. So good. Yeah. Just a quick story is I, you know, Michaela, it's kind of, similar to yours in the sense of I feel like God had given me a very clear like vision Mm. of like this is what adulthood would look like for you Mm -hmm. um and uh uh and I remember feeling very strongly about like yeah I'm gonna be a youth pastor one day that's just that's the direction that's where we're headed and I finally kind of reached that point in my life like young 20s I'm working out of church as a kind of uh if you want to call it like a assistant junior high, you know, guy, whatever, something like that. But at the same time, a lot of people didn't know I was living in probably the darkest season of my life in terms of Mm -hmm. sin and just, um, a lot of really stupid decisions. And, um, and the youth pastor I was working for left. Um, I was just like fully convinced that I was going to get this job. Like, I'm like, yep, I, I'm the guy I'm next in line. This is the thing. And this was this, this exact moment was the moment that was like, full of, I mean, it was probably some of the most like grace I'd ever experienced. It was, it was full of love and direction, but basically the pastor of the church came to me and was like, Hey, I'm not going to hire you for the position. Like, you know why I know why didn't scold me during, didn't like, I mean, it was just very like, I love you and I see you, but because of your decisions, like this can't happen. But then he was the one that encouraged me to move to Jonesboro, Arkansas, Mm. which led to, I, I would like to think that the greatest season of growth in my life, 
um, up until maybe the last couple of years. But, um, and that's where I met just some amazing new friends. It's actually where I met Alicia, my wife. And, uh, um, God taught me a lot about like what community really looked like. He taught me about my own, like real deep desire for depth and, and intimacy. And that for years and years and years, I had pursued that, um, through other avenues instead of, you know, um, and just sitting at his feet and trusting him for that. And so going through that and seeing like that, what I was working towards and like what I was chasing after was just kind of a, um, a slight detour. Um, but I think about so many times, uh, the story of, uh, um, I'm going to mess this up, but I think it's Joshua, uh, not Joshua. Sorry. Who was the one that got sold into slavery? Joseph. Joseph. Yeah. It's, it, all those J guys. Yeah. So with, with Joseph's story, um, I heard a, a pastor say one time that, you know, Joseph's brother's sin is what led them to their mm-hmm. own. God used their own sin to lead them to their redemption. Yeah. And that season was that for me, yeah. making a lot of decisions, making a lot of really poor decisions, but that and God using that to bring me to a place that would ultimately lead to a lot of like joy and peace and provision. Um, and so, and I, I look back at that season and I just remember thinking like, even when it was happening, like I'm doing nothing but screwing it up and God is still like moving and he's still working in my life. And this, the silliest part to me is that God would even allow me to still be a part of his like mm-hmm. story and his work. I'm in the midst of all that. And I think that's probably the most mind blowing part of it. Um, and I, I feel like I've carried that to this day where we, we say that and we pray that a lot as our Pondo team is mm-hmm. like how special it is that God would even allow us to be a part of like his work here mm-hmm. at Pondo despite us. Yeah. Um, and so let's dive into the practical side of this because Michaela's put together this awesome PDF and uh, Kimberly, I think you said it earlier, is that for I think for a lot of people who are not writers, mm-hmm. we think about stepping into this time of sitting down, writing out our story, wrestling with it, and it's just really overwhelming. Yep. Or or in my thing, it's like I don't got, I don't have time for that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I just can't uh, devote the amount of do. time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, maybe it's more of the thing of we don't know how to. Yeah. Um, and so I think. Uh, having this guide that Michaela has put together, and there are there are other guides out there, but um, I think th- that what Michaela has put together is incredibly important and going to be an amazing tool because I know that she has actually like done this yeah. and has walked through this mm-hmm. and consistently walks through this. So shut your mouth and listen to what she has to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's what, gonna be good. It's gonna be yeah. real, real good. So let's let's dive into it. Okay, so. So there's like kind of four levels to this. And um, at the beginning part, we're just kind of taking an aerial view of it and do what works for you. So if, you know, just um, bullet pointing some stuff out and writing it out works for you or um, one way I've done it before in a non-written form is um, I kind of made pockets in a journal and like one like this page is going to be for my childhood. This page is going to be for my junior high years, mm. high school years, college years, first department. You know, you go through the stages of life. And then I just gathered, um, like, mementos. Uh, I wrote on strips of paper, just like one-liners, and tucked them into that pocket. Mm. <laughs> um, so, but if just a real simple way is just kind of have a different sheet of paper um, for each of like kind of how you're going to mark different phases of your life. Um, And then at the beginning, don't worry about the timeline and getting it. This is just get the big stuff down on the paper. So the first layer um, I've kind of broken into four main pieces. So first you're going to have your milestone moments and those can usually be categorized as like uh, celebrations or tragedies. So they're the big things like Mm -hmm. uh, graduations, weddings, childbirths, or, um, you know, deaths, divorce, diagnosis, like you kind of your, your big things that where life pivots typically. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then you want to mark down your memorable moments. So these are going to happen more in the everyday ebb and flow of life, but they're memorable for some reason, positive or negative, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it has stuck with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so write those down. And oftentimes those are some of the most revealing times of where you really find like the, the substance to like the questions you're asking consistently mm-hmm. throughout life that will help you get to that theme. Um, And then the other piece is like important words. Again, this can be positive or negative. So, and it can be something someone said to you that stuck. Mm. It could be something the Holy Spirit said to you. In that case, it would probably be positive. Mm -hmm. Um, Or it could be like things you say yourself, either a mantra or maybe an agreement, like maybe a bad agreement, Mm. something that like is Mm -hmm. just continually on a loop in your brain. Um, Mark those down. And then again, you have like your different sheets of paper for like kind of your different um, phases of life, like maybe every four years or so Mm -hmm. on each one. Um, And so that's kind of the first layer. The second layer is going to be the media that helps us find meaning. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I do a lot of my processing about life and God speaking to me when I'm watching movies. Ah. (laughs) Um, I don't typically tend to be like a very emotional person, like out in the world dealing with people, but Uh like I do a lot of my emotional processing (laughs) through watching movies. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, And so I find a lot of value in, in that. So, um, so Notice those stories like what like maybe it's just a specific scene or maybe it's it's from a book or something, Um, something that like just kind of gave you the language to Mm. like identify how you feel inside Mm. and make note of what those scenes are for you in the movies or the stories that Mm. you've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then soundtrack, maybe you're a, a music person. So as you look at the different, um, like phases of your life. And I've actually done this, like created a playlist of oh, like, cool. so this, cool. this, this, yeah. these were the mm-hmm. important songs to me when I was in high school. And some of them are worship <laughs> songs and they're really meaningful. Others are just like goofy songs that will just put me there, you That's know, awesome. in that phase of time. And, and then scriptures, of course, like if you've, you know, and maybe you, uh, have only recently started walking with the Lord or whatever, Mm -hmm. at whatever time Mm -hmm. um, scripture has become a part of your story, like mark down Mm -hmm. um, what those verses are Mm -hmm. and um, kind of why they're important. And then the last one is, is just images. Maybe you've, this could be something you've made, something you've seen, something someone's Mm -hmm. gifted you with. Just mm-hmm. what are the works of art, the photographs, the images that are really important to you? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like like for me, that lavender and wheat is like a visual mm-hmm. image. Mm-hmm. And I've had friends gift me things knowing that that's important to me. So, yeah, um, yeah. What, mm-hmm. what, are, what are they to you? Uh, you know, and, and sometimes it's like a photograph you run across mm-hmm. online and it just like hits you in the feels. And mm-hmm. you're just like, why? And you stop and ask those questions. What is this doing to me? Why Why am yeah. I connecting with this? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is just kind of, so that's like getting the substance down on the paper. Now yeah. the next level is going to be timelining it out. So um, this is just super simple. Again, it's this like aerial viewpoint of it all. So you're going to start by like just creating symbols for those milestone mm-hmm. moments. So, um, those kind of help create kind of the, the framework mm-hmm. of what your life has looked mm-hmm. like. And then once you get those milestone moments down, go in and fill in the memorable, memorable moments, the everyday moments that have stuck with you. Um, and then if you want, if there's anything that came out of like the media part of this, the songs and the movies, um, you know, you can just kind of like overarching over the whole thing, write out what those were. Yeah. Mm. And then we're going to go in and, um, connect the dots. And so Mm. this is like going back. I like to go back with a highlighter Mm. and look Mm. for any themes that have surfaced, marking similar ideas Mm. throughout Mm. your life with the same color. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've discovered some really interesting things this way. Some things where it's like, God gave me a word way back here, like 10 years ago. And I'm just like, God, what'd you do with that? And then once I go back and I like start highlighting things, I'm like, oh, whoa, you're like oh, weaving yeah. this out. Like I'm whoa. in the middle yeah. of it. Mm. And so it can be a really cool thing. Mm. Um, so you, you're like, you know, you can start with the simple things, like mark all the jobs you've had with some, with the same color, all the places you've lived, important achievements. Um, mm. And then you can go in a little bit deeper and look for uh, 
What are some of the constants in your personal experience? Mm. What have you wrestled with in each season? What do you hope for? Mm. Um, what are some questions you ask about life that have either been constant through your life or maybe have evolved over time? Mm. And uh, what desires have been fulfilled? What desires remain unfulfilled? Do you have any promises from God that you're waiting for him to fulfill? Mm. What has your emotional journey been in the tension of that waiting? Mm. <clears throat> and then so we're going to see if, you know, what connections develop from that. And sometimes, you know, maybe it is left a little open-ended because we're in the middle of our story. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, it, there's, there's something to having that hope and faith that like God will complete what he started. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then, so now we're going to take this, we're like, so now we have a timeline written out. Now we're ready to like create something. So choose whatever medium you want. Maybe you want to paint or whatever, whatever you want to do. Um, and you're going to enter, pick one moment. So mm. this might be one of those like memorable moments, a conversation you had, something you saw that happened in your life. And it's like for you, it's a moment that kind of like encapsulates a lot of these themes that you've seen develop. And take your time. Now we're going from the aerial view into like, like I heard somebody say once when you tell your story or when you listen to someone else's story, take your shoes off. And I think they meant cause like it's holy ground, mm. but I also took it to mean like feel like what the earth feels like under you. Mm. Like you're getting down in, in the dirt now. Yeah. Um, and, and so you want to like, you know, like the important mantra in storytelling is, uh, show don't tell so mm. don't just say like well this made me feel happy or I felt scared but like what was your body experiencing mm. what like mm. go into the five senses and and tell that story of that moment mm. in your life mm. um, and then if you want to go real deep with it <laughs> um, pray your way through it as you go mm. and ask Jesus where was he in this real moment in your yeah. life? Mm -hmm. Ask him to help you see his work in it. Like what, where was he in the scene? What was he doing? What does this look like from his point of view? Mm. And uh, just see what comes as you create your way through it. See, see what comes from it. So cool. good. Mm. So good. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited to, to hear stories um, from, from you guys in terms of, okay, I sat down and did this and whoa, like God mm -hmm. revealed this. And mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, over the next month, we'll be doing some stuff on Instagram and social media to hopefully engage with you guys in this process and, and uh, even uh, share some of these things that Michaela's made or things that um, Alicia and Kimberly have made over the years to um, help just serve as that reminder um, of mm -hmm. what God has done throughout their story. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, this is super cool stuff. I, I'll, I'll just close with this thought. I was talking to a buddy, Caleb, and um, Caleb has come out of uh, a lot of years in school, um, seminary. Um, I think he's pursuing like a, a degree in counseling and Christian counseling. And I asked him a while back, I was like, okay, what, what has all this time in seminary and, you know, big, big boy school, um, <laughs> like done for you in terms of your, your walk with the Lord. And, and he said, man, just like a deeper understanding of God's sovereignty. Mm. Um, because you made the comment of like, God weaving these things together yeah. um, and God not being this guy, like you said in the beginning of this podcast, who's just on the outside of this, just watching, yeah. but truly coming to an understanding of God is engaged with us mm -hmm. and our lives and mm -hmm. each of these little moments. And so, um, so I just, I get excited thinking about like how powerful it could be for us to go back and, and dive mm -hmm. into these little moments that we thought were just, you know, small and not that meaningful, only to discover, like you said, that God was weaving these things into our story, um, mm -hmm. not for our glory, um, but ultimately for His, mm -hmm. and to and to be able to point others to Jesus and, and God's goodness and, yeah. and His character. Yeah. Um, yeah. At least, do yeah. you have any other thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, and when when I just think of all of this in light of creating, I think about the fact that. As if you identify as an artist and, you know, we've spent time talking about creative versus artists and how we all have creative um, wirings within us because we were designed by a creative God in his image. But then if if you are an artist and and even if you aren't an artist, but you are wanting to maybe 
played around with expressing yourself through art um, in your own way and in your own quiet time with Jesus. When I think about this process of finding your story, often we think that in creating art or when you go to an art gallery and you look at pieces, we think it kind of just happens often. We just think like, oh, the artist just got some paint and started going or start, you know, like we tend to think of art as not being intentional. And I would say that 99.999% of the time, it's actually very intentional. There are some artists who, okay, sure, they may be splattering paint on a canvas, but even with that, they are looking at it with intentionality. Mm. And so understanding that if you're wanting to create something and sure that, that, you know, 0.0001% of the time, things do just come to you and you just create and it just comes out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And those are exciting times, but most of the time, like that's not how songs are written. That's not how stories are told. Mm -hmm. That's not how paintings are created. They're, they're made with an intentionality of what is it that I want to try to communicate through this canvas or through this film or through this collection of photos, whatever it may be. And, and it's when you, ask yourself that question of what is it that I want to try to tell in this and then when you wrestle with that tension that's when you're you're doing that problem solving of Mm. I want people to feel what I experienced through this through this drawing or through this poem you know and so you have to do that work you have to do the intentional work and that's why that's so important however it may whatever the final finished product might be it always starts with an intentionality of okay what is it that I'm trying to communicate or if I want to do something that reflects this season what was it that God was trying to teach me and then I want people to feel that same way Mm. and so don't think of creating as a passive thing that just happens but look at it with intentionality and to be able to create from the overflow of your own life Mm. you have to know what even happened in the first place Mm. and looking at yourself with that intentional eye and along with the holy spirit because it takes grace for yourself and you you know you have to be gracious to your young selves and to the yourself that was hurting and you know blind to so many things or how you may have hurt people or whatever it might be so have grace for yourself in this process knowing that god's already just lavished that upon you and is just in love with you and excited about the story that is being portrayed through your life Beautiful. Awesome. Well, hey, we'll see you next time on the Pondo Podcast. Woo. Bye.